Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to take a little time here during this podcast and ponder what I believe is the real meaning of the 2016 presidential election. It's a few weeks before Labor Day. I think we all know that during the summer, uh, presidential campaigns are still in low ebb once the conventions are over. And then after Labor Day, the campaigns bring out their big guns and really begin to fire away until the election, which this year, of course, is November the 8th. So this is a good moment to take a step back, look at the big picture, get beyond all the infighting and the accusations and the film clips and the media chatter, and really ponder what is the meaning of this election. It's often said that a people get the leaders they deserve, and I think we should be careful about that. I think that's true only in free and democratic societies. In dictatorial societies, you can't really say the people get the leaders they deserve. Uh, The Iraqi people did not deserve Saddam Hussein. Uh, People did not deserve Idi Amin. Uh, The Syrian people did not deserve President al-Assad. I mean, we, we can't say that a people who have had a dictator rule over them uh, necessarily deserved that, uh, that dictator. However, in free societies where there are free elections and where the assumption is that the leaders reflect the people and the people reflect the leaders, then you can say that in those societies, uh, the people get the leaders they deserve. And if that's true, and it's true in the United States, then we should take a serious look at these two people. For the first time in American history, you have two people running for president that the majority of American people do not trust. A majority of the American people do not trust Hillary Clinton. A majority of the American people do not trust Donald Trump. Now, I am not playing partisan politics in this podcast. I rarely ever am. But I want us to consider what that means for our country and what that says about us as a people. I want to tell you straight up that I do not think that America is in its last days. In fact, I'll speak openly as a Christian, and I will say I do not think that God is through with America. I do not think that God is through with a church and with a righteous people on this land. I do not believe that God is through uh, with a free people in this land uh, who are doing his will. I I do not believe that the uh, apocalyptic visions that we hear a great deal these days and see in the movies uh, are true. Uh, I think there is potentially a great deal of good left and a great deal of time left uh, if America will walk the righteous path. But this election, uh, more than it is a heated battle between left and right, I believe is a huge symbol to us of what we have become as a people. And that means we have opportunity to look, as it were, in the mirror and see who we are and make a turn. Call it repentance if you want. Call it a course correction if you want. Uh, Call it just a massive change if you want. But the fact is, that we have two people running for president and one of them will become president. And you already know that though it's not the happiest thought I've ever had, I believe it will be Hillary Clinton by far. Uh, However, we have two people running for president uh, who are a very, very questionable character. And again, I'm not playing partisan politics. You're going to find me hammer both candidates um, because I want to make a broader point than just mere partisan politics. Uh, Mrs. Clinton who is without question intelligent and experienced. And I have made the the statement in print that she's one of the most faith-based politicians of our generation. And I'm happy to defend that. There's no question it's true. She is also, along with her husband, amongst the most corrupt people on our national stage. 
I wish I didn't have to say that. Um, we all saw when it came to the FBI investigation of her emails and the email server, etc., all of that issue that took place while she was Secretary of State, uh, we all saw that she absolutely lied to the American people. That's not me guessing. That's not uh, some kind of insider baseball knowledge that I have. Uh, you can see in a number of television shows, videos on YouTube, uh, the, many people juxtaposed her statements with the statements that the FBI director made after the investigation. She simply said things that weren't true, and she didn't do it once. She did it many, many, many times. I know it's only a storm just brewing and just coming to American consciousness, but the Clinton Foundation uh, and the contributions that it received from international clients um, and promises that were made and favors that were done while Mrs. Clinton was Secretary of State um, were, by many estimations, and mine included, criminal. Um, this will not be investigated by the presidential election. It will not be investigated by Election Day. Uh, there's simply no question about it. And my question, the question I'm constantly asking is why? Why do the Clintons have to be so corrupt? Why does my country have to contort itself and deform itself and twist itself around in agony over the low ethics of the Clintons time after time after time? The Clintons are gifted people. They are, I mean, Bill Clinton was one of the most articulate, intelligent men to be in the White House. I, I certainly understand the scandal of the Monica Lewinsky situation. I certainly understand. I had to explain to my very young daughter what the president was doing with, with a cigar inside of that woman. You can imagine how horrible uh, that was. And I, that's one of, I'm sure, millions of conversations like it that had to happen in this country. Why? Why the scandals? Why the questionable ethics? Why the lies? Uh, why the horrible leadership of the military? Um, there's a book that I read years ago called uh, Dereliction of Duty that just outlines the horrible uh, mistreatment even of the military during the Clinton administration. Why? Uh, why have a Clinton foundation that has the potential to do so much good and be so corrupt uh, in, in the con conduct of it? Why? Uh, why do something so stupid as to run your emails through your server at home. Any idiot knows that that should not be done and then lie about it. My point is not just to um, hammer the Clintons. My point is to say, why is it that they have risen to such prominence in this society? Well, taking my eyes off of them for a moment, it's because they reflect who we are and who we have become. Well, let me turn to Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump is one of the least prepared men to be president in the history of American elections. Uh, he has, in fact, made racist statements. I didn't want to believe it, but it's, it's true. Um, he has, his campaign has considered paying the legal fees of African Americans beaten in Clinton rallies. Uh, he has said foolish and racist things. He has just been a completely unwise politician, even constantly losing the news cycle uh, to his where he should have been hammering the case I was just making about the Clintons. Instead, we had to talk about some insult that he doled out to a good looking reporter or some insulting thing he said about a woman or a Mexican or a black or a gold star family. How foolish, how unwise. And we know that in a recent meeting with military leaders, Mr. Trump asked repeatedly about the use of nuclear weapons and exhibited a casual attitude towards them. 
Uh, there's no question that his election would terrify the nations of the world, would destabilize economies, would realign our, our alliances and our allegiances, and uh, cause horrible trouble. Again, my point is not just to go after Mr. Trump. My point is to go after both of them and to say, what is it that this says about our country? And I want to suggest that we need, whether, whether you're listening to this as a fellow Christian, or you're one of my many Muslim, or one of my many Hindu, or one of my many Jewish, or one of my few <laughs> but beloved atheist listeners, I want to say, let's learn something about who we have become, that these two people have become our primary candidates. In theory, these are supposed to be the best of us. These are these two people are supposed to be the cream of the crop. They are supposed to be what we as a people, 350 million strong, um, what we believe our leadership ought to look like. And of course, that's not true. And of course, it's silly. But what does it mean? And can we change? I think we have become a corrupt society. I think we have become a greedy society. I think we have become an unfair society. I do not believe we are a racist society, but I do believe that racism is rearing its ugly head once again because racism is contrary to what the nation is called to be. I think we're at a time of uh, great tumult, but I think we can right ourselves if we will stop aligning according to the politics of left and right alone and begin to align ourselves according to a new type of politic that is aligned according to what works, what is common sense, what is wisdom, what is American, and what is righteous. This election will pass. I believe Hillary Clinton will be in office when it does. I think we will be in for eight more years of Barack Obama, which has been amongst the worst presidencies in American history. I know I might sound right wing when I'm talking that way, but I think the statistics prove that that's true. Traveling internationally as much as I do and having lots of conversations with um, international politicians, I'll have to tell you that is certainly their view. Um, whether you're talking about the prime minister of Iraq or a parliamentarian in England or whomever, you are talking to people who do not have as much respect for America or the American presidency as they did eight years ago. So I would say as a Christian, it's time for an honest uh, taking of stock. It's time for an honest uh, look at hearts and look at minds. And I think we all ought to attempt to become the change that we want to see. We all ought to become the change that we want to see. It's a quote from Gandhi. I think we ought to look around. I think we ought to uh, battle the forces that we see taking our land. And I think we ought to take this entire election as a serious warning, but also as a serious opportunity to repent, to change, to, yes, create alternate party political parties, uh, to foment uh, a gentle, nonviolent, non-racist uh, form of revolution uh, that is not Marxist, is not extreme left, extreme right. The majority of Americans are just slightly right of center. And that's where wisdom reigns, I believe. The wingnuts don't need to rule anymore. Uh, we should have a country that is built on American common sense, built on a righteous sense of calling and purpose, and uh, that does justice in this land. It, all the polls showed that's what the majority of American people want. Well, we're not getting it in this election. So do we, in fact, have the people that we deserve running for office? I think we do. And my suggestion is we stop deserving it. 
Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Curves. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.